Today's guest is Yao Wusahansa, and I am excited to introduce his story to you all. Starting out as a freelancer using page builders and now working for Automatic at VIP. We'll get into that story today and uncover what he looks forward to in the WordPress world, where he's going with WordCamps, and what he does with the Black Press community. But first, are you supporting those that support me here at The Matt Report? Go to mattreport.com slash inmotion. InMotion hosting empowers you to build and grow websites with all the essential tools you need. Visit mattreport.com slash InMotion, featuring a hyper-fast performance stack from the only web host powered by UltraStack, the only one, in fact, complete with 99.99% uptime, free SSL, one-click application installs, and a free domain for a year. Rest assured knowing that your website is secure and managed by friendly 24-7 human support. Go even further with their managed WordPress hosting platform. They're cooking up something fantastic for you. MattReport.com slash InMotion. All plans are fine-tuned to deliver superior performance, securability, securability, security, and scalability. Build and launch a WordPress site in record time with their free page builder and professional themes. Or transfer an existing one with their migration tools. Start your next WordPress website with InMotion. MattReport.com slash InMotion. And experience hyper-fast load times and unparalleled performance. Plus, you'll receive free lifetime SSL certificates, automatic backups, and unlimited bandwidth. Visit mattreport.com slash inmotion, mattreport.com slash inmotion for your free web hosting consultation today. Thanks for supporting the show in motion. Mattreport.com slash inmotion. Now, let's get into this, this episode with Yao. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Report podcast. Special guest today, Yao Wusansa. Yao, welcome to the program. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for having me. You and I connected ooh, about three months ago. No, <laughs> was it that long ago? I don't <laughs> it's know. It's been a minute. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, saw you posting on Twitter, and then I just reached out to you. Said, "Hey, I would love to chat about all the things that you were talking about on Twitter: WordCamps, Automatic, WordPress. I'm really interested in highlighting who you are and what you do in the WordPress space. Give us that sort of quick elevator pitch. Who are you? What do you do? And how did you get into this WordPress game?" For sure. Yeah. So I'm Yao. Like you said, I, I live in Canada. I was born and raised in Ghana. I've been doing WordPress for a really long time, almost 10, 11 years now. And I most recently started working at Automatic last year on their WordPress VIP product. I got into WordPress through freelancing. I was doing some websites for a couple of friends and one thing led to another and then I was doing websites for a lot of friends and then <laughs> I kind of grew it into a little business. And you're like, I'm sick of helping friends. This is I'm sick of helping. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what happened. Yeah. But I yeah, kind of grew it into a small business that I always did alongside all my other full time jobs. I'm a trained computer engineer. So I was I was working in like just computer engineering jobs all over the place. And then when I grad this was mostly for school as, as like school internships. But after school, I worked for two different companies building their WordPress sites. And after that, I discovered Automatic for the first time after using WordPress for almost 10 years. And I was I got a job there almost a month after I found out they existed. So now I've been working here for about a year doing customer support on WordPress VIP. Yeah, so that's my, my journey. A, a little quote that I have from our pre-interview a month yes. or so ago was, this is a, I could be paraphrasing a quote from you, but, oh, wow, it's a whole company is something that you said <laughs> yeah. to yourself. I guess when you first discovered Automatic, how, how, do you remember that quote when we chatted and, and how did you realize that Automatic was bigger than what you might have thought it to be? Yeah, I'd always, 
known that WordPress was open source. I, and I, when I started, I was confusing WordPress.com and WordPress.org, which I think everybody does. But once I figured out that it's WordPress.org that I wanted to use, I never really paid attention to WordPress.com until after being in the space for so long, I discovered there's this whole company that's kind of behind WordPress. So I was like, oh, wow. Like, like literally that was my reaction. It's like, oh, wow, there's all this going on with this tool that I'm using. And there's like so many interesting things that are happening in the space. I had never, I've never been for WordCamp. I've never been for, I've just never engaged with the community or anything that's not just my little WordPress.org installation for a client. And so it was just very fascinating to see all these things that are happening in the space and to be able to like tap into some of it. So that's that's been an interesting journey, yeah. Any computer engineer I've ever interviewed, and I've interviewed many of yeah. them across the last eight years running this podcast, a lot of them start, they, they look at WordPress, they go, no, nah, I'm not going to touch that. I'm going to build this myself or use some yeah. kind of like super lightweight thing, which I kind of chuckle at because sometimes I'm like, yeah, wait till you actually try to make a contact form and then come exactly. knocking back on my door. <laughs> I'll, show you yeah. how easy, I'll show you how much you're going to love WordPress just for that. Do you remember that moment when you discovered WordPress as a tool for building websites? And do you remember that aha moment? Like what really sold it for you to use it? First, so first I was coming from Joomla. So my first ever web, website building experience, we had a couple of engineers from, I think IBM it was at the time, 10 years ago, come to my high school and help us build a school website. And they had a team of students help out. And I was one of those those students. And up to this point, I'd only encountered a little bit of coding in Visual Basic or something like that. So seeing Joomla at work in itself was kind of interesting to see like that you could you could build some of this stuff with pre-configured elements and things like that. But Joomla was a little clunky at the time. We struggled with it for a, a, a really long time. And then I don't know what happened. I think somebody must have asked me for some help with the website or I tried to build something and I, I just kind of did a bit of a search. What can I use? And I think that's what happened, I, I, how I discovered WordPress. And so I I think I just, it was mostly love at first sight almost. I just never, I've never looked back. I've never stopped using it. It's just now I work here. It's It's just been a, I think it just made sense. Like everything was so much easier. And and as you as you use it more and more, you start to discover its customizability. You start to talk, see things like custom post types and fields. And just there's just so much you can do with it. And and if if all else fails, you can go back to the code. And PHP is, is a decent enough language, in spite of all the the <laughs> what people say about it. I sure. think that PHP works really well. And so. Worst case scenario, you can go into the PHP and write whatever you need, but it's just WordPress has mostly never failed me. I've always just used it. Yeah, there, there has been a, a bit of a struggle between being a computer engineer who like writes so much other code and just using WordPress. I think that I, I stay with WordPress because it gets things done fast and easy, but it, I, it's definitely been useful to like maintain my, my skills when it comes to being able to write actual code. It always helps no matter what in debugging anything and building something small for some tiny random thing here and there it's always stayed useful but i I think i still even struggle with it sometimes in staying in the wordpress world versus writing code for everything but for now i guess i'm like wordpress is winning still so i'll take it putting your old freelancer hat back on one of the things we talked about was one day you found visual composer and you sort of graduated through the years into elementor can you just talk about the efficiencies you found from the business side, from the freelancer side of using a combination of, let's say, WordPress, Visual Composer, and then uh, you grew into using Elementor. Can you just talk about the efficiencies you found that actually made 
running a freelance business slightly easier other than dealing with your friends, but talk yeah. about those efficiencies if you can. Yeah. So I think I, I started using builders pretty early in the journey. I don't remember ever building like a really full site, just using WordPress native tools. I think maybe my first website would have been in Visual Composer. And so it, it was it was basically me realizing that I am I didn't need to I didn't need to struggle to customize my front end. I think that was the 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 big piece of it. You you can go from from almost plain like a plain screen to a fully functional page with just a few clicks. I think that was the it's just it's just really fast and and so using a builder has always been like a a thing I've graduated towards. And also I think I I started doing it because you you didn't want to have to make client edits every time somebody wanted to edit a piece of text. I think that was the the biggest piece of it. It's like any giving the client a little bit of power to be able to go in and see, oh, at least I can edit this text inside the builder. At least I can do this. Or giving them a small tutorial of how you change a specific piece of their web page. I think it's empowering for for the clients themselves, especially because I was dealing with a lot of non-technical clients, one-person businesses who just needed to change things once in a while. It was just an easy way for us to build really quickly and for them to be able to make changes really quickly. So it does really speed up things. I I haven't really had to care about performance in the sites that I've built because I've I've always kept my business small when I was running it and it's just it really has stayed a friend and family. Some of the companies did grow eventually, but you didn't, I've never had to worry about performance. So I think that builders have worked well in that sense, but I can see some of the like issues that start to arise when you start to look at bigger websites. But for quick and easy, builders work, work fantastic, yeah. And, and you probably would even argue that the, the builders aren't all, like the building tools, let's say Elementor, Visual Composer, mm-hmm. Gutenberg, Fever Builder, like all of these tools over the years, really the... 90% of the issues have never been the builders themselves, but the, the end user, right? Just doing too much, adding too exactly. much, images too large, automatically playing music. My God, I remember when <laughs> yeah. that thing. Like, yeah. From where you're at now at, at VIP, I'm sure you see sites of all shapes and sizes. I know I did when yeah. I was at Pagely. I thought I knew about high-performance websites, and then I had joined Pagely. I was like, wow, there are sites getting yeah. tens of millions of page views. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. It's like, crazy, yeah. Like, what, what, where have you seen... If you can, if if you can kind of wrap your head around it, where have you seen performance in WordPress land over the, especially with your, with what you've seen at at VIP, like good hosting, good optimization, good CDN, like what else does anyone need to do? Hmm. I think you just have to like grow with the industry. I think that the the industry as a whole is working towards better performance. When I started, the tools like Lighthouse and CDNs were were. I, I, I never had to think about them. And I have to say, I did do a pretty big jump from like the site, kinds of sites I was doing to the kinds of sites I'm doing now at VIP. Like it's went from people who were getting 10 visitors a day to 10,000 visitors a day. So the I, I feel like maybe I, I missed the gradual rise in like accounting for performance. But I think that the industry itself has kind of been working towards building the performance and, and building tools that work. I remember when I first used Smush to like automatically optimize images, I was very fascinated by how much faster it made the sites, right? And that was a tool I discovered because 
the need came up and i think as the needs come up in in things that we in, in needing to serve things faster and needing to optimize all this code that we're putting on all our websites tools tools and the industry is kind of keeping up and and vip itself is a, is a response to that industry need of like having sites that have these millions of visitors come showing up the things that you need to do to make sure the sites are performance are are almost like unheard of if you're not like would have been unheard of a few years ago and so it's kind of interesting to just kind of watch people build all these cool things to to improve web web performance yeah yeah i want to i want to talk a little bit more about vip but before we transition to that yeah uh, let's let's talk about the the leap from let's say your freelance career to automatic do you yeah remember getting to a point like i'm interested to know like why why you made the leap and and maybe didn't continue to pursue let's say building a small agency doing that whole route yeah explain that to us i think i i might know why <laughs> it's, it's easy for me to be like why didn't you just create like a 30 person agency and you're like yeah right I don't yeah <laughs> i have no interest in that but go ahead tell us why or when no. the leap was made <laughs> Yeah, it was a good. It's a good question because it's it was really like a, a bit of a battle, like trying to decide whether to stay in the agency route or to to move to automatic. I think that first of all, I felt a little disadvantaged because my agency is mostly based out of Ghana. We were we were small, and it wasn't going to feed me full time anytime soon. So. It, at the end of the day, it really did come down to money. Money at the at the end of it, the amount of effort it will take me to build an agency in Ghana over. I don't know. It, it just the the math didn't add up, and so I I did need a job like a, like the at VIP to to survive, uh, just to be able to feed myself and my family. But it was it was a struggle. I think that there's something like nice and freeing about being at an agency and being able to like make your own decisions and call your own shots. It's it's entrepreneurship can be can seem sexy that way, even though it's it's hard at the end and. It's, and so that was that was one aspect of it, but I think Automatic does a really good job of making people feel comfortable. They're, they, it's a great place to work. Like I, I, I will not deny that. Like I, the flexibility is there. Being able to be remote from anywhere in the world is is, is there. The compensation is decent. So it, I think that Automatic was really they really like sold me on it, and and I think I'm here because the company makes sense. I, otherwise, I don't think I would have done it. It's kind of hard to let go of something you've been building for so long. So, yeah. Do you think you you would con have continued to build sites with the way that WordPress is today? Like if WordPress, well, back then, like you and you're making those decisions, if WordPress core had Gutenberg full site editing or maybe to the level of what Elementor is at today in terms of like a more complete product, you think that would have changed things with the tooling or... Hey, this is mindset, baby. Like, I, I need a, I need a better job. I don't want to chase invoice because every yeah. great agency is always like one invoice away from bankruptcy. I know this because yeah. I ran an agency for ten years. Yeah. Right? So, listen, I know all about it. Like, I, I can yeah. sit here and say you should have done it, but I also know at the same time I hated it when, when you're yeah. in those really tough moments. Yeah, I don't think it was a question of tooling. Like, I think I just like I. I use what's available at the time, what makes sense in the moment for the client and for me. So. I, I don't think the tools themselves were a problem. It, it really was like life and money and just making a decision that kind of made sense in the long run. Yeah, I sometimes wonder if I'll go back to it. I, I, I feel like I will because it still feels fresh. Um, but for now, I'm just like seeing where the cards fall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it definitely wasn't the tool. And no, I don't think so.
Yeah, that's awesome. I, one last question on the freelancing side. When you transitioned yeah. over to Elementor, do you have any thoughts on on like the page building space and, and how it all might shake down in a Gutenberg and full site editing world? I know a lot of people Ooh. who have their careers off of Elementor and yeah. as much criticism as I see Elementor get, it, it's it's kind of hilarious. It's like I'm I'm old enough to remember when Elementor first came out and everyone was like, this is the best thing ever. It's going to take yeah. over. And then like just a few short years later, everyone's like, oh my God, I can't believe they did this with Elementor. They're doing that. It's like, well, you also built a career off of Elementor. How could you turn on something so fast but yeah. your any thoughts on the on the page building landscape from from your perspective yeah so some of this stuff like was kind of lost to me like i said i wasn't i wasn't very connected to the word wordpress space like i don't think i followed anybody on twitter who talked about wordpress it felt Good like for you. I was, <laughs> yeah it felt like i was i was in this bubble by myself just yep. building this with this random tool that i knew about yeah so it's kind of interesting to come back and see all these like interesting arguments going on and i feel like there was a benchmark that got released a couple of days ago that's like a big big news in the wordpress world and so things like that are happening to me now but with page builders i don't no, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I think Gutenberg is is trying to like come in strong, even though it, like it's been a slow. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I I I don't know where I place my bets. I feel like if I was still coding right now, if I was still like developing sites, would I use Gutenberg? I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of a hard question to answer. Yeah, listen, um, I was I just tweeted last night. I was I was literally trying to drag a a button from one column to the next. And here I am still unable to do it. Yeah. Well beyond the halfway mark of 2022. <laughs> and it's just, yeah. there are those things where I'm like, oh man, I love this tool. I love quick content structure and design that I can do with Gutenberg. And then if like I have to do anything slightly more complex, more complicated. Like three it's just sections and some columns, yeah. it, the whole thing comes tumbling down. And I'm like, God, I should have just used Elementor for this yeah. landing page. And then you already invested in this yes. half page that you have. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yes, that is the that is the particular challenge. Listen, I'm still bullish on it. Like, I still think that it's going to improve like all technology does. And rightfully so, how WordPress has improved over 20 yeah. years at this point. But so I'm still bullish on it. I'm still hoping for the best. But man, there are still some big, obvious <laughs> spots that, ca- that yeah. need to get better. Yeah. Let's just talk about the things you can talk about at VIP. What's a day-to-day sure. look like for you? Like, what do you do? What are you responsible for? Yeah, so so most of my work is responding to support tickets. We we have a pretty high standard for what support looks like at VIP. So you we're basically able to be reached for an urgent ticket in ten minutes at any time, any day, and so. I'm one of those people who make sure that we meet those targets. So we have on-call shifts every day. And as you're scheduled into an, you're scheduled into an on-call shift, and then you make sure that you answer anything that comes out urgent. And otherwise, you're just answering tickets. So a lot of my work is just looking in Zendesk and, and looking into customers' sites and code and all these different tools that we have that make sure sites don't come crashing down. Just So just debugging mostly and answering customer questions. And once in a while, there's an occasional interesting project. Like I'm working on some documentation for our, our site that I'm hoping will reduce some of the tickets that we we get because it will answer some specific questions that we keep getting. There's people who are doing all sorts of interesting projects. There is a lot of flexibility to kind of move around in in the in the 
organization. So I, I try and help out with Black Press, which is a fairly new div- thing that's happening in WordPress as well for Black people in WordPress. So I help out with some of the projects there as well. So it's it's either tickets or like some random project. And it could be anything. People do all sorts of things with their day-to-day. We have engineers who are working on one specific feature of one specific tool. And we have people who are, <coughs> excuse me, calculating some some customer support metrics at some point so that everybody can have a dashboard that they can use. It's, it's, it's kind of a big, big we, we, when you come into the company, one of the first things that you hear is like embrace the chaos. And so it's kind of chaotic in that way, but there's kind of some order in the chaos. So you kind of find your place in the chaos. And so that's kind of what I do when I'm not just answering tickets, like looking for spaces where I can, I can help grow the business and the community as a whole. Yeah. Lots of, lots of P2 stuff. Lots of P2s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, lots of P2 stuff. I remember P2 was supposed to be a standalone, downloadable uh, open source product. I don't think it's that anymore, right? Because now you can sign up for you can sign up for a P2 account. Like I can just create my own P2, and they've monetized it, right? So I can just take a look right here at WordPress.com/p2. For those of you not old enough to remember, P2 was a theme, I think, back in the day. Was it a plugin? I, I, yeah, and even now, now I, I actually don't know. <laughs> I think it. I think it, I have seen like references to it being the theme before, though. So I, I would say you're you're kind of right. On yeah, that. so yeah, it feels like you're right. So there were there were supposed to be some like updates, some improvements to it, and yeah. it never happened. But I, I now see WordPress.com/slash P2. There's a free version you can sign up for, and then they have P2 plus eight dollars a month per user, and uh, it, it's. It's what, like it's a collaborative tool, right? Something that might replace Trello yeah. or Basecamp or even Slack to a degree. Yeah. Lots of features in there. Do you ever interface with the P2 team that actually develops it? I don't interface with the team. I could probably go find a P2 on the P2 team <laughs> to like read up about <laughs> it. Um, yeah, but I just use it I, for work, really. It's, it's a pretty great tool in the way Automatic has used it internally it's just you can always find anything it's, mm. it's kind of how i think about it being able to search a whole bunch of different what i think of as many websites for information that could have been living there since 2010 it's kind of amazing it means you're 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 never really lost on how a decision came to be we can track all our decisions going back years we can track all the projects that have happened and why they happen in certain ways it's pretty it's pretty cool to see it in action it gives it, it kind of brings order into this chaos that i was talking about and so you can it's just a good way for you to track work. And I think yeah. it, it works really well in the way automatic uses it for sure. I, I don't know if other companies use, use it as much as we do, but I think that if a company uses it well, it, it, it does bring a lot of value. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Is there one big surprise when you joined VIP? Something that was, I don't know, either a surprise with automatic, with WordPress, with the size of websites that maybe you work on? Anything that you remember is like, yeah. wow, like this is pretty awesome. I didn't even know this existed. It's it's all pretty surprising, to be honest, especially for me, who, again, didn't know the company existed. But just the, the I think that the, the VIP infrastructure is very, very fascinating to see. Everybody has the point where you're trying to find a good way to deploy changes onto your site. But I think that I've, I when I was a freelancer, I always used to struggle with the idea of being able to to use Git for WordPress websites. And Automatic has VIP has a really good way of, of implementing that. There's also, they don't allow you to write to the file system when your, your WordPress instance is running, which like is kind of crazy when you think about it, but it works really well for, for really big websites and it helps prevent a lot of, a lot of issues. So just 
seeing the inner workings of the VIP infrastructure has been very fascinating and like a lot of things that you wouldn't expect to happen. It's almost like you have to learn a whole new WordPress, even though it's the same WordPress. So that has been very interesting to like follow along on. And yeah, my nerdy brain is also just kind of <laughs> gawking at everything that it sees. I remember VIP as a direct competitor to me when I used to sell for Pagely. What, mm. What's the level of support like? I know VIP gets to win. This is me putting my Pagely sales hat back on. <laughs> as yeah. like, losing sales to VIP <laughs> as like the premier branded to Word, a premier host branded to WordPress. Yeah. What level of support? Like, do you find yourself maybe writing lines of code for customers, optimizing a website, and, and going down that route, or is it still pretty standoffish and you're just interfuse, inter, interfacing with their development team to make improvements? It's it's mostly interfacing with development teams or featured partners. So we have we have partners that also like clients sometimes hire to interface with us. So it's mostly, I, I, I barely write, we tr- actually try to avoid writing code for the customer. We want everything to be like customer driven in a sense, but I think we're just like there for any questions. like. I think the idea is to never let the customers feel alone, sort of. So customers ask us like anything and every everything. They you can you can just tell when somebody's like stuck and needs help. And I f- I feel like we've built a uh support structure where they feel like they can trust us. So they will they will immediately send in their question and they can almost be guaranteed to get an answer in a, in a set amount of time. So it's 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 very much like a, a friend who's like sitting like like sitting alongside you just available to help and so that's kind of how i feel like as a as a support engineer here we I, and, and the other the other piece of it is that we do have support levels so depending on the the support package that a client has they they could get more or less support available to them we try and help everybody and most of the time like we answer almost all our questions i i think but sometimes some clients have bigger needs and bigger demands and I don't know if we'll like write a whole say plugin for them, but maybe we'll be more willing to go and look at like their code and run Xdebug through various lines of code, depending on how much, basically depending on your support package, we have different levels of service. But for the most part, I think that all our clients are really, are, are, are pretty happy with our level of support. It's it. I, if I was a VIP client, I'd, I'd be very happy with the support that I'm given. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, also because of the hosting prices, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they better be getting support for those prices. Yeah. You mentioned Black Press before. Tell me more yeah. about that. Tell me more about your involvement and what you do for that organization. Yeah, it's it's a pretty cool space. I've I've always been, I'm a very Pan-African person. I, I do everything I can to support the continent and grow people up. So to see people of African and black descent everywhere come together to do anything has always fascinated me. So when I came, when I came into what into VIP and I saw that there was a, those on those black press, basically, I, I, I kind of hopped on and helped out. I just, I'm just, I, I think I'm pretty still, still pretty new at it. So I'm kind of finding my feet in how I can be more helpful. I'm hoping to see if I can, we can do we're hoping to do something at WordCamp US. And if that works out, that'd be really cool. So if you're at WordCamp US and you're back, check it out. Yeah, it's just a cool space to to be. I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, especially in, in places like tech, it, it's very easy for black people to get lost in the system because we're, there's not a lot of us. And so we try and come together, support each other, build each other. People bring some of their like questions. People just banter. It's just an easy space to to 
to feel safe. Like it's just a safe space for black people to exist in the WordPress world. And I think we're still trying to define how that always looks like or how we build that up, but it's it's a work in progress and I think it'll grow to become something really, really neat. There's there's a lot of talking about diversity in, in the WordPress world now, and I'm hoping that some of the things that projects that BlackPress can take on can help address some of those issues. So I'm, I'm just like here to help and see w- what grows out of it. Right now, yeah, I think the... Yeah, check out the Slack group. I, I think the Slack group is a, is a is an interesting space to, to be in. Um, yeah, it's just... It's just a cool space for black people in WordPress. That, that's that's it, yeah. The website is blackpresswp.com, correct? I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it is. It says sponsored yeah. by GoDaddy. I see a bunch of, yeah. check out our black member a spotlight series. So a bunch of yes. featured images of folks on the, on the front page. There's a link right to join the Slack right there. The Slack. Yeah, uh, and it has all the goals, and there's a meetup group as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. And and now is that something that is this sort of like does automatic encourage you to do this, or is this something you're just doing on the side? Do they have any kind of encouragement in the group in the organization to have you spend a little bit of time over on Black Press WP? Yeah, I think I think it's just part of like the flexibility of it. It's just like as as a part of automatic, it feels like I I'm I have the power to take on any project that that comes my way that makes sense for the WordPress world. So I think this was started by Destiny, who's been an amazing, amazing person who's doing a lot of work in the, in the WordPress world. And she kind of, she, and I, I believe one other person, I don't remember, I don't know exactly who found it, who started it, but I think there was two of them and they kind of just started it up as a project kind of within automatic kind of out of, it's just the, the flexibility they allows you to like see something cool and, and go do it. And I think that's kind of how I'm thinking about it. My my manager knows about it. They I, I talk about the work I do as part of work, but there is there's a there's an aspect of it that kind of feels outside of automatic. But I think because it's part of the WordPress ecosystem, it always kind of just fits in really well. And so automatic just kind of creates an environment that allows me to do that work as well. That's fantastic. Yeah. You're you're headed to WordCamp US is it yes. are you going solo or is it part of VIP group? No, I'm technically solo I think, but VIP anybody who works at WordPress gets some support from from Automatic. I hope they at least paid events. for your ticket to get in. Yes, I think that I think they did, yeah. <laughs> That's Honestly, Destiny just gave me the ticket. I don't even know where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. They're hot commodities. I actually yeah, have to, I know. <laughs> I actually have to trade mine in. Although I was thinking, I don't even know if this is legal, but I, I, I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah. I was thinking about raffling it off and Ooh. giving the donation or, or giving the, the sum of the money to a big orange heart as a donation. I don't know if I That's can That's a good that idea. Though. But I might, yeah. I might try it. Just see what happens. You'll, hey, you'll, you'll ask, get a lot of entries. Yeah, <laughs> so ask for I'll forgiveness that. later. That's, that's yeah. my thing. Like, hey, yeah. if I break the rules, I'm sorry, but I was trying to do a good, for a good cause. Yeah. Um, well, any any excitement or anything you're looking forward to at WordCamp US? I think everything. I'm just like I'm just like a kid at a candy store because it's my first first one, first time yep. hanging out with people who've been doing WordPress. First time I'm going to meet some of the people I worked. I've never met anybody I worked with. I work with right now because it's I've just been remote since I, it's always been remote, but. I haven't had meetups since I I haven't been at a meetup since I came. Yeah. So meeting people, just seeing seeing how how the space translates from online into in person will just be I'll just be like a, a an engaged observer. I think yeah. that's kind of how I'm going. So I'm excited to just see it see it play out. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. this has been a great conversation. I'm super excited for yeah. you. Glad you found a great home at VIP. Uh, yeah. Where can folks find you online to say thanks? Sure. My website is jyoansa.me and that's you'll find all my socials there, but Twitter is probably a safe space, so 
J-Y-O-A-N-S-A-H. Just search for that and you'll probably find me. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome stuff. MattReport.com, MattReport.com slash subscribe to join that mailing list. It's the number one way to stay connected. And we'll see you in the next episode.